listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show, with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa, and we are the Soggy Bottom Girls. Today we're going to talk about week six, which is pastry. Pastry! I feel like it's always pastry week, but I don't know. I, I, I get confused by their terminology sometimes. You know um, what I would enjoy? I would enjoy it if they would tell us how many pounds of butter they use in a year <laughs> on that show, because that is what pastry is. So much butter. Yeah, no kidding. Not very American either. In my, in my own experience, we don't do a lot of pastry. I didn't grow up eating a lot of pastry or experiencing pastry. You know, it was like donuts or cake or whatever. My mom made pie, but she was a Pillsbury <laughs> pie crust fan, if you know what I mean. I absolutely know what you mean. And I'm not think, sure I would call that pastry. I don't think I remember anybody making pie except at Christmas or Thanksgiving. Pumpkin pie, really? I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Nobody baked at the Blancet home. Well, what's really funny is that Volevant, which Vol-le-Vent. I won't quite skip ahead yet, which was the showstopper challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some experience with that because my mom also would buy that frozen pastry and mm-hmm. I would be the digger out. I would dig out the centers and then we just always had them sweetly, but I get ahead of myself here. Let's start with our uh, signature. Frangipan. Mm-hmm. And for I, people who don't know what frangipan is, it is like, it's kind of like a light cake inside made with almond flour. So it's like a cake in a pie shell. I've never had it. Well, I made one this week. Yeah. So what, how did you decide what flavor you wanted to make? Oh, it was kind of hard because I don't have any cookbooks or anything with that inside. So I had to Google it and watch a bunch of YouTube videos and stuff. And I looked at everyone's combinations, you know, Mm -hmm. like pineapple and plum. And I just thought about what I could handle. And I had happened to have a jar and I'm sorry to cheat on it and not make my own jam, but I had a jar of raspberry jam preserves, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, actually (laughs) organic ones that I got at our favorite store at Aldi. And so I decided to use that as the base of the flavors and then, um, strained out the seeds and laid that mm-hmm. on the bottom of the crust. Mm-hmm. So I just went with raspberry, raspberry almond. We're very plain, but it came out nice. So the almond flavor came from what? Extract? No, the I mean the almonds. That's sort of what I meant. You know, just like the almond flour that's in the frangipan. Ah, yeah. Where did you get your almond flour? Ooh, well, you know where I got it. At our favorite store, once again, I got my almond flour at Aldi. I can't believe that they actually have it because I have purchased it in the past from Meyer or Walmart or some of the other local grocery stores. And it is expensive, girl. It's like $7, $8 a bag. It's expensive. I have never seen it at Aldi. And I'm trying to think... I'm walking through the baking aisle right now. Is it just with the regular? Mm. It's in the baking aisle? It's in the baking aisle. Hmm. Absolutely. I think Aldi is trying to, you know, do a lot of gluten-free 
and, you know, help people that are dealing with that kind of stuff. So I think that's why they carry it. But it's, so it's not a special find. It's not a limited item. It's I don't think there all so. This time? I think it's there all the time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but it came out nice. Put raspberries on the top. I used a pat sucre for the crust, which they did not use in the show. Mm-hmm. They used a regular short crust. But I saw a really great video of a gal making it with this pat sucre, which basically is just a sugar, sugar cookie. Uh, cut the crust out of this um, beautiful, like the most delicious sugar cookie you've ever had. Because I use some of the leftover to make mm-hmm. a couple cookies and mm, good. So good. <laughs> so a cake and a cookie is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was it worth the calories? Um, I, I enjoyed it and I served it to my band last night. And Mike, our drummer, is a huge raspberry fan. And he was, he thought it was delicious. And every, they always give me really nice comments like, oh, this isn't too sweet or, oh, this, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all thought this is unusual. I've never had anything uh, like this. That was my next question. Yeah, yeah, very unusual. But they all liked it. Yeah, just the right amount of sweetness, really. So the frangipan itself, what went, what went into that? It's mostly just eggs. Eggs and the almond flour. I think I put in a little vanilla, butter, of course. And then um, just, I think they had three tablespoons of heavy whipping cream just to make it a little bit smoother. I'm sure if you Mm. left it out, it wouldn't have made a huge difference. But yeah, it's not very complicated, honestly. Well, did any of the baker's frangipan stand out to you? Did anything... You know, um, was what was memorable to you? I know that Nadia's baby. I was just going to say Nadia. Her wrong tea. Wrong tea, which means color. She said mm-hmm. it means color. Um, I just enjoyed all the different ways that they did it because some blind baked. And I will go ahead and say that I did blind bake as well. And my gotcha. crust, it was not a soggy bottom. And I would just like, as an aside, to say, Allison... We chose the right name for our podcast because when you watch that show, they say Soggy Bottom so many times. Mm -hmm, (laughs) And mm -hmm. so people are probably like, yeah, my favorite podcast. There it is. So some blind bake, some didn't, some trim their edges before. Yeah, Flora. Paul Paul says to trim after. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know. A lot of different techniques, and um, yeah, I just I enjoyed watching all of them make them. Well, they did say Nadia's did have a soggy bottom. Actually, yep, she sure was one did. of the, and then she said one of no. the guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how Flores looked. Although, what is the deal with the amaretti that We've she must about make her. always? Uh, you know, that was a perfect example of it looking completely over the top, completely too much and wrong. Uh, and really, having that- Mary say it adds nothing. It adds yeah. nothing. Yeah. The Amoretti adds nothing. And I feel like it takes several episodes for Flora to finally go, okay, do- I, I want to put um, macarons on this. Don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. focus on the brief, as Paul would say, and stop adding all that extra stuff because it's really just detracting. Your your mm-hmm. less is more, you know. Mm-hmm. Your more is mm-hmm. less, in my opinion. So I would have eaten one of our Amoretti's, but I think it was dumb to put them on there. I totally agree. Um, Alvin made a plum frangipan tart. 
he did. That they said was overbaked and it was too thick. And the crust wasn't, it was too thick to be baked, but the top was overbaked. He looked like he really struggled with this challenge. Like he was just befuddled the whole time. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Tamal, mulled wine and poached pears with a mulled wine glaze. That sounded good, but they didn't like it. No, they didn't. They said it was, well, no, they said it was chaotic looking, <laughs> but taste, but tasted beautiful, oh. which again, I have issues with because again, the allusion to the bleeding fruit and everything yep. I think is such a nitpicky thing, but. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Whatever. Ian, what'd you think of using guinea fowl eggs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, Ian, are you trying to score points by bringing your own eggs from home? I think it's it's adorable. What's the point in that? I thought, yes, it and was adorable. Just taking a chance because he goes, well, maybe we'll see. You know, he's he's great and down to earth. I just love him. But for him to be like, I don't know if it's going to work today, don't bring them unless you're trying to show off. <laughs> I know. I know. I think maybe I he was that just was showing really off. I don't know. Maybe Maybe they make a richer pastry like duck eggs. Maybe they do. I don't know. Have we have we talked about duck eggs on on this podcast yet? I don't think we have. <laughs> I think you and I have talked about duck eggs ourselves. But should I tell my duck egg story? I think you should because I went to let our three ducks out this morning, and there was a nest of uh, I think like seventeen eggs, and <gasps> I was like, "Did you Ugh. use them? Bake with no. them." Well, now they're all frozen, but she's a, she's a prolific, her name is Leslie. Um, She's a prolific layer and I just like (laughs) have no interest. Well, in case people don't know, Allison sells chicken eggs as a little side hustle. I think you should bring those guys in when you find them and sell them. Everybody I've talked to about it also has the same reaction we have, which I'm sure is a purely American thing Mm -hmm. right to just it's not in our you know it's not familiar Mm -hmm. so therefore it's not desirable and there you go but you can tell the story i i have these duck eggs no one i've ever talked to wants them okay Um, well i'll try to make it quick because we're only in the first challenge but my daughter and i volunteered at a food pantry several years ago and one of the main benefactors of the food pantry was a duck processing plant so mm-hmm. they donated like um halves of um duck that you could take home and cook which is kind of expensive right but yeah. there was a whole wall of coolers of duck eggs and they are so so big they barely yeah. fit in the container yeah and we could not give them away people would come through and you know they only had a certain amount of points that they could use to to buy their, their items there. And we'd say, well, you can have some eggs. They're free that you don't have to (laughs) spend any of your points. And then they'd say, okay. And you say, well, they're duck eggs. And almost every single person would say, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. And cut to the cut to a couple weeks later, my husband and I were down at the farmer's market in our town and duck eggs were like seven, $8 a dozen. Yeah. And the people who were selling them only had a few dozen to sell. And wow. people were snapping yeah. them up. So yeah, it's all relative. Nice. Like yeah, it's totally situational. I I can totally imagine that scenario happening here. 
it's like when you say, like, would you like a cup of cat's milk? Like people would just <laughs> cat's <rush> milk. <laughs> yes. You, you milk know, or cat, cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just duck egg doesn't sound. I don't know. And here I am on a farm, and we have ducks, and we have duck eggs, and I have never had one. I've never eaten one of them. I am going to challenge you this week, and I want you to no. report back to me next week. Don't you like to eat eggs? I like to eat eggs. Like I a fried do. egg? Just yeah, put, absolutely. Just fry an egg and throw it on some toast and see what you think. And just take a bite. And then if throw it away if you don't like it. I want you to challenge me publicly. Now I have to. Allison. Well, I, I do have okay. to. I do have to find them before they freeze. I'm in Wisconsin. It's 29 out right now. But I will. Okay. I accept the challenge. Okay. It I'll do it. I have heard that they bake beautifully in in cakes and things. You know, if you're measuring or using um, grams, you know, mm-hmm, weighing mm-hmm. things. So there you go. You might have found your new favorite thing in the whole wide world and you don't even know it yet. Yeah, well, it is possible. <laughs> they are a little big, though. They're a little bit off-putting from that standpoint just because you're not, I don't know, it just reminds me of this old, <laughs> old neighbor I had where at our farmer's market you could buy on occasion, an ostrich egg. (gasps) I've seen those. Yeah. And you know, they're like the equivalent of like two or three dozen chicken eggs. And just Mm -hmm. thinking about (laughs) cooking that giant egg is just a little off putting. I don't know. I would eat an ostrich egg if somebody gave me one, not the whole thing, but some of it. (laughs) I saw the Duggars cook one once. Do you know who the Duggars are? (laughs) (laughs) They only need three eggs to feed their whole Thousand person <laughs> family. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think they mentioned anything about the guinea fowl eggs after the fact. So they must yeah. have been, they must have blended in just fine. Unimpressed, unimpressed. They were just smaller. They just look mm-hmm. smaller, you know. Well, the technical uh, from this week, flaunas. Flaunas. Cheese filled. Uh, and I wrote down that they are... For Greek Orthodox Easter. Yeah. I, From Cyprus. Did this appeal to you to make or to eat? Either? You know, if someone gave me one, I would certainly try it because I love cheese. And it's filled I with too. cheese. I do too. But the tree resin that smelled like pine kind of threw me a little bit, I have to say. The mastic. It's called mastic. Right. And I just mm-hmm. wonder how much that comes through and why. Well, and I wonder where you purchased that. Um, and the Amazon, like how, probably. I like, well, you're probably right. I like how Tamal knows exactly that these are ground pits of the sour cherry. I was like, what? Who knows? Yep. Who? But that was, that was kind Mahapi, of. Maharipi? Makaripi? I don't know. I don't know. Is the other one Mastic? Is that what you said already? Mastic. Hmm. I don't know. It didn't appeal to me at all, but I guess I would try it. I don't know. I like the sesame seed look of it. I thought it looked nice. So Matt like performs a miracle in this. He comes in first. Yep. For the technical. When I sort of feel as though maybe the last week or two, he's kind of starting to drag a little bit or be a little more unsure. Maybe, I don't know. Um, Or maybe they're just foreshadowing it. Maybe the way they have edited it kind of makes you go, Oh, is he kind of getting to the end? Yeah. 
you're right. But yeah, he he bumped it up on the technical for sure. Mm-hmm. He came in first, but uh, Tamal, who's the only one who identified any of those ingredients, he was last. number seven. Yeah, yeah, it's because he wished to be Star Baker at the beginning of the episode. He jinxed I, it. You did. You jinxed it. I like well. his little his little uh, his little tirade he goes on about that. I like it. I think it's kind of <laughs> cute. He is very cute. I like Universe that. beating me back down. Yes. <laughs> Get back in your place. He says. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin was sixth. Paul was fifth. Nadia fourth. Ian third and actually Flora second. That was pretty good for her too. Yep. Yep. I don't know what Ian was thinking with that weird shape that he made. Uh, yeah. It was like a pinwheely kind of thing. I, I don't know. It was completely the wrong shape, but apparently mm-hmm. it tasted good. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. so as we said, as we said, Matt came in first and he did. Um, yeah, I think that's enough said about flaunas. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say about the flaunas. It was very unusual. <laughs> But they never cease to amaze me with their technical challenges. You just never know. But after Alvin's Frangipan and then his sixth place technical, mm-hmm. I think they were overheard to say he needs a miracle in the showstopper. Isn't it funny yeah. how they say that sometimes? Yeah, yeah. But they really give it away. There's no way he's getting Starbaker this week. He's right. probably going home. So the showstopper, the volavant, had mm-hmm. you have you made volavants first? I've of never all? made them, but I feel like at some I don't know, long ago party, somebody bought a pack of puff pastry. It might have been my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. you know, she mm-hmm. was really into puff pastry and just like filled it with something very unelegant, you know, like something made with mushroom soup, probably, you know, but you know, I like, you know what that reminded me of, or um, I should reverse that and go Alvin's chicken a la King thing. I was like, Oh, gross. Why would you (laughs) don't chicken? Like a seventies American thing that you'd like mushroom soup and, you know, a can of sliced. It like kind of made me gag a little bit. My husband was watching with me and he said the same thing. He thought, what? Why would he do that flavor? And I think he likes to kind of do a callback to, you know, this is what the Americans do. And he has said something like that more than once. And I thought I have, I don't think I've ever had chicken alakine, but it's almost like, you know, he was going to make a tuna nuda casserole, yes, tuna yes. casserole with potato chips on top in a volavant or something. That's oh my about gosh, what, Allison, he, what he might've said. Nailed it. Cause that tuna, tuna noodle casserole was my jam growing up. Like, no, was it? <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's basically all we ate in my house. And, um, you know, that was the only thing I knew how to make when I got married. And then you go get a little cup of caramel for dessert. And a cup of caramel for dessert. It was so delicious. <laughs> but yeah, well, chicken <clears throat> I was going to say, Alvin's chicken a la king, they kind of liked it. And then the salmon one, which sounded like the good one, they said was too bland. Yes, I would certainly like smoked salmon in a boule mm-hmm. of all. That sounds delish. But I, I just want to, as an aside, if I was trying to appeal to Paul Hollywood... I would mm-hmm. do everything in my power to not be American. He he disses us all the time. Like Does when he? they do, I don't remember what week. It's one way in the future in another series. But um, 
they're like, how do you make an American pie better? Make it more British. You know, like everything we do is, well, we've talked about it before, like five bricks of cream cheese and three things, a Cool Whip, a jar of peanut butter, and you've got yourself an American pie. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Mix it together with a Snickers. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yeah. I think he also said like an American pie, he could never, it was always way too sweet Yep. for him. I agree. I agree. So that's why it's so much fun to try these things like the frangipan, you know, mm-hmm. it was not too sweet. It it mm. tasted good. And mm-hmm. it was very, very British, I think. Well, Tamal did not make a British dish per se. I, his pork, pork, pork fried, yeah, pork fried with fennel and rosemary. Mm-hmm. And then he had a sp- spicy chicken and coriander. Um, Paul said they were kind of a mess, but they thought they were delicious. Fantastic flavors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, if I had one thing to eat for the rest of my life and don't tell my vegetarian daughter this, I hope she doesn't listen. It would be pulled pork. Pulled pork well done. Oh, my God. I love barbecue sauce on anything. I I think it's just my, like, hillbilly roots coming through. When we go, if we're, like, playing somewhere and someone will let us you know, we just have to eat something really fast. It's always pulled pork. Always pulled wow. pork. Because it's just, wow. you can throw it on a bun really fast mm-hmm. and just, you know, get back on stage. <laughs> but wow. um, I find that I am a bit of a pulled pork connoisseur after all of these uh, places where I've had it. Here's a little secret. I've never had pulled pork. Allison, I don't even know why we're friends. I know. You I like know, pork? Even though you're vegetarian, I know you like pork. I like bacon, but bacon. I've never, even when I ate pork when I was younger, I've never had pulled pork. I don't like barbecue sauce. Oh. I'm oh. sure I sound like a super picky eater, but I, How can you, you not know. like barbecue sauce? It's so good. Like when Tamal was making that, I'm like, oh yeah. I, that The fact that like, I think about this sandwich all the mm-hmm. time. That when he said that, I was like, I can Top relate. two. Top two sandwiches. I yes. love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. My mouth is watering thinking about pulled pork. I'm not even kidding. Now, I will say that I make pulled pork for my family. And I just always have to say, like, is this how you like it? Because I never taste it. I never have tasted it. I'm not, I don't know how it's supposed to be. So I just kind of do it to their their taste. My daughter oh. loves barbecue sauce. Evidently, you're doing a good mm-hmm. job. They keep letting you make it. Hmm. Um, Nadia did a Bengali korma with a quail egg on top. Oh, can um, we just talk for a second about cod and clementine? Yeah. So that I actually out? can imagine. Im- yeah, I can imagine it working out for some reason. I, it sounds weird, but I liked her little story behind how her. Mother and grandmother came up with that. And it's adorable. Yeah. It kind of makes me want to try it. I don't know. Um, I like cod. There's no way in the world I'm going to try cod time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to go eat a pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but they liked I'll let it. You know. I'll let you yeah. know. Yep. They liked hers. And I'm so happy for Flora because I feel like uh, a lot of her showstoppers. She's standing there wincing and biting on her finger like she mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, you know, yeah, it's pretty good. That I feel like the it's just you get this vibe that it's pretty good. You put all this extra crap on it, but your bake is pretty good. And this one, I, I thought she did well. The chocolate and pastry worked. Mary said no extra things. 
It's yep. It looks a picture. When Mary said that, I'm like, oh, how sweet, yes. and no extra yes. things. So yeah, she did yep. a great job. She did a good job. Uh, Matt, I liked his the full English. The Have full you ever been to a restaurant where they served a full English with like the baked beans and all that? You know what I'm talking about, right? I He's do know. I do know. I yeah. do know but I have not. Oh my gosh. I can't, I, you know, I like baked beans. Obviously I like barbecue sauce, but I don't want them for breakfast. I no. don't know. It just seems weird. No, but I told, I think I would have tried his volleyball. volleyball. Yeah. They said his flavors were gorgeous. What was the other one he made? He made the breakfast one. Then he made the one for his wife. He said his and hers. I think he called. Oh yeah. Them. It did say his and hers full English sausage and bacon with quail's eggs is what I wrote down. Maybe that was just one. I don't know. Do we miss anybody in the technic? Or I mean, in the showstopper? Oh, Paul. Um, Paul and Paul. Ian. We haven't talked about them. Yeah. Paul being the, also a sweet and a savory. Mm-hmm. And I think those were both good, good flavor, but looked hideous. I believe. Right. I comments. wrote that down too. And I, he said that they rose, um, so they kind of flopped over. But did you yeah. notice that that Flora laid a silicone mat on top? And so they would rise evenly. And I thought that is a beautiful tip for anybody making puff pastry where you're going to fill it later. You know, it comes out just right. So Paul should have taken a, a page from Flora's book on that. Yeah, Nadia as well, because hers all looked the same way, kind of tipped on their sides. and Well, she had to rush it, didn't she? And she had to right. do a deconstructed, like the stuff was on the side. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, she's, she was brave to try a second. Yeah. Just uh, as an aside, Matt's other second volivant was smoked trout and horseradish. Ooh, you know what? I think I could dig that. Mm-hmm. I would too. Yeah. Would too. Again, smoked obviously is something I enjoy. Even so the great, the great Ian, though, fell a little bit with this. Uh, his squid ink. What the hell? (laughs) Besides Amazon, (laughs) where do you think? Like, have you ever looked for squid ink? Maybe he inks his own squid at home. He just keeps it in the tank and upsets it and then collects it as it lets it go. Do you think? You know, we're, we're still (laughs) landlocked. You and I in the Midwest here, maybe you can get squid ink on the coast and it's just not, you know, it's not possible. I have no interest. I have no interest. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> we're making pasta with squid ink, like on different cooking shows. I'm like, why? Quit it. Just leave it alone. Did someone make a bread though using squid ink to color it black? And I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Not on this season, another season. I don't want to eat black things, Allison. I just, you know, unless it's chocolate. <laughs> I don't know. I just, that scallop was squidding. And when he was like, my wife told me she didn't like it. Well, you, yeah. you probably could have found something else to make, you know, and all those squids wouldn't have had to die for your, <laughs> for your right. all. Right. And he's good enough. He probably could have come up with another filling. You're Absolutely. Right. Like the three mushroom. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love mushrooms, and but they, yeah. They, they did like it. But the, not the squid ink one. And it did, no. it, it not only didn't taste good, it did not look good. And they said, you know. it's not Ian. Yeah. It's not they Ian. Sure they sure yep. did. But he's lucky he didn't get, have to go home after that. 
He did not because uh, we know. instead, yeah, Alvin. Yeah, sad. I I think he knew too, and he didn't seem as emotional about it as you might have thought. Do you know? Yeah, he seemed like he knew it was a bad weekend and it was coming. He didn't seem too disappointed, but I feel like everybody. Like when you know you're in the bottom couple, it's not like they're hiding, they're judging from you as they go. You are very judged. And the bottom two, you can see it on their faces like, I know it's me. I know it's me. I know it's me. And then when it goes one way or the other, you can, they're like really shocked or they're like, yup, I knew it. It was time. Yup. So. Well, the way this show was edited, they sort of insinuated that Nadia was also in danger. Yeah. Which. I just kind of get a kick out of knowing that what we all know, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> we, we all know that Nadia won, yes. but um, you know, to see her be at the bottom and, you know, halfway and she through. she cried over her volavant. She cried. I know. I know. So sad, but you know, it just adds to the drama, which as we all have, you know, we know, the English don't do the drama the way that we do mm-hmm, on our mm-hmm. cooking shows over here. Mm-hmm. So it just adds a little bit of drama there. But the thing, the thing about like you could have a terrible, terrible, terrible week, but someone did a little bit worse. You mm-hmm. can still win this because it's yeah. fresh every week, fresh every yes. week. And yeah. I, part of me loves that. And part of me, like the real judgmental bitchy part of me is like, no, you should not win because you made such terrible volleyball back on, you know, episode six. It's, I don't know. I don't know if I like it that way or not, but lucky for them, they get to, they get that nice fresh start every week. I feel the same way. I, sometimes I feel like it should be cumulative, Mm -hmm. you know, that someone could do so well, every single week and then sort of fall apart in the final. Exactly. I know who you're talking about, but don't go there yet. I won't. won't. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, you know, they've said it before, like kind of flying under the radar, kind of being the slow tortoise in the race will help you get through to the end. And then you can really pull out all the stops. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not that anybody's holding back on any of these weeks. I'm just, you know, talking (laughs) (laughs) who are you who are you rooting for do you have a favorite in here well a favorite I I think Paul has just got a specialness to him like his artistic flair which makes me sort of root for him but Mm -hmm. you know Nadia of course she's she's amazing she makes pop cakes pop cheesecakes I really like Paul as well. And there's just something about him. I was rooting for him. I am rooting for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also root for Flora too, because she's so young and seems yeah. still holding her own and seems so knowledgeable at such a young age that, you know, this has got to be her passion, you know, yep. to be that good at 19 or whatever she is. Right. That's right. pretty impressive. You know, they do a junior bake-off over there. They're doing a junior one. And I have to say, I've heard a lot of people talk about it on all my Paul Hollywood Facebook groups or whatever. And um, I have no interest. Mm-hmm. I I am a teacher of children. 
You know, I teach very, very young children. And when they put those kids in that stressful situation, and don't tell me it's not stressful. Those kids are making shoe pastry. They're making puff pastry. I can't do that. It stresses me out and I don't even have a time constraint. I don't think it's good for children and not that it's going to destroy them forever, but I hate how everything is just like, you have to be amazing at something by the time you're six years old or you won't be able to ever do it in your life. I could go on like this forever and no one wants to listen to it. So I should probably stop talking about it, but I really don't have any interest in watching a junior bake off, which I probably will if I get to watch it. But right now it's not available in the States. It's, it's only on the UK over there. Well, I have a few uh, kids doing adult things, rants in me also, Mm -hmm. and I should probably restrain myself. I love kids. Uh, it's not about the kids though. It always feel like feels like it's about the adults in their lives, pushing them to do something, whether right. it's dancing or beauty pageants or, you know, shows like America's Got Talent. I'm never quite certain that this is what a seven-year-old wants to be doing is training or dancing or cooking hours and hours every single right. day. I just never sure. You, I just don't think you can be sure because Kids want to please their parents and the adults in their life. And I just, I'm with you. I don't, it doesn't really interest me. You know, they're not who they even are or who they're going to be yet, you know? And of course there's exceptions to people that, that have passions and know what they exactly what they want to do from a young age. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, you. what you're saying is we, we need to ask our listeners, are you ready for a parenting podcast? From <laughs> Allison and Lisa. <laughs> Today we'll be talking about child development and the detrimental effect of baking shows. <laughs> but okay, let's just fast forward, you know, five seasons and talk about cutie pie. Who's the one with the big blue eyes? Peter. Who's like, Uh, I've been watching Bake Off my whole life. And how wonderful for him that at 20 or 21, he was able to win after like working really hard. I think that's like the perfect example. But I, you're, you're completely right. And on that very positive note, I think that's, that's us. (laughs) We're done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com and may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.